Okay, welcome everyone to Pen Pen Pals for our continued coverage of the Evangelion movies. I'm Alex. And this is Blixa. And today we're covering 3.33, You Cannot Redo, which uh, we'll see if that's true. And together, uh, we're missing one of our hosts today. Ben is on assignment, but we do have a lovely new guest gracing our ears. And everybody welcome, Alicia. Hi. (laughs) Lovely to have you on, Alicia. Thanks. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, we found you through Blixa, right? The two of you are friends? Uh, yeah, on Facebook. Okay, dope, dope, mm-hmm. dope. Um, and you are, I've heard, a super fan of uh, Evangelion. Yeah, I've been, um, it was like one of my first animes when I was growing up. I've seen it like when I was 13. <laughs> we have a lot of that in common. <laughs> Yeah, I just always kept up with it. Like between that and then like another one would be uh Peroni Kenshin. That's like another one that I that I like a lot. And that just got uh redone or something recently, didn't it? Um it got a a live adaptation done. They did a they did five movies. I liked them. They were good. Wait, like five live action movies? Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wild. Yeah, like one for like each season, and then they did like the um, Samurai X movies. That's the only Ronin Kenshin I really know is the Samurai X because that's the prequel, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did those uh, as movies too. Oh, cool! Oh, wow. Um, so, what was your impression of the rebuild films against the series? Uh, I enjoy them. Like they're a little more faster pace. Yeah. Like as compared to like an anime where it's like episodes, it'll take mm-hmm. like an hour and a half, two hours to get into it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you have a favorite character? Um, I would say Shinji. Like mm. I, I reflected with with uh, Shinji a lot. <laughs> All right. You might be the first Shinji person we've had. Yeah. Like everyone is either like Asuka or Rei. Yeah. yeah. Asuka is clearly the best pilot. Um yeah. but as far as they are as people, yeah, tell tell us what uh how what how do you resonate with Shinji? What appeals to you about him? Um just like how he's uh he feels like he's being pushed into doing something that he doesn't want to do. Very relatable. Yeah. Like being pushed to go to college, like all of that. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Shinji has a shitty dad, so I guess maybe that's why I like Shinji. Yeah, I feel like that's why I resonate. (laughs) (laughs) I was there a little bit, too. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's probably time for me to confess that I really like Mari, and I might be the only person in the world that does. But Yeah, I would would say Mari's up there with me, too. I like Mari. Mari's fine. (laughs) Mari is buddies with my main girl, Asuka, so like she's in the scene, sure. Don't you feel like they're like a bad influence on each other? No, no, no. I think that there are mirrors in their relationship to Asuka and Shinji's relationship. But Mari is actually in a much better emotional place because she's kind of this meta character Mm. to deal with Asuka's abuse. And Asuka also her abuse is not coming from the place it used to be. Because this Asuka, I mean, we'll get into it, but uh, this Asuka, I feel like, is a older, tireder Asuka who is not yeah. performing anymore. Yeah, mm. she's more like battle-ridden. Like she, like she became like a veteran. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So this kind of segues us into the first scene of this movie. And maybe it was just like my biased perspective, but like we start out with this space thing. It's cold open. Asuka is going to uh, eliminate an angel that's in orbit. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And then Mari is like a spotter or something. Mm-hmm. She's got a big old sniper rifle. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're having a dialogue during this fight. And it looks pretty dangerous. Doesn't look like it's going to go well. And I felt like the way Mari was just like taking it maybe too lightly was like pissing off Asuka. And like Asuka already has a hot temper and that that was making it worse. Again, maybe I was just reading too much into that. Oh, sure. I mean, I just think that's their dynamic. Mm -hmm. I think that Asuka is always in that mode now. And her and Mari make a good team Mm -hmm. because Mari doesn't take it too seriously and get hurt by Asuka's lashing out. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, Mari could be more attentive, but she's reliable. Mm -hmm. Well, I was really like the second rebuild movie also had a cold open that was pretty spectacular. Uh, I really liked this. Again, like Ano had this reputation of like bringing like larger than life uh, choreography to anime. And mm-hmm. I just feel like he went to 11 on this. Yeah. Like the scale of it was gigantic. And then, like, I don't know, I guess maybe a lot of shows do this now. Just like the little details, like Cowboy Bebop is maybe the first time I remember seeing like the fine detail of like controls in a cockpit. Oh, yeah. Those controls were more detailed than they've ever been. Mm. It used to look like maybe four buttons on two like handheld joysticks. Mm -hmm. But now it looks like, I don't know, 20 buttons on each. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So great, great fast paced opening. Uh, I don't remember how that resolved, actually. Uh, So they take out this angel. But so this is actually one of my problems with the film starts here is the angels in the film. Sure. Uh, Because, you know, this film is different than the ones that have come before it. But I felt it's more in the series than in the films. But I I always felt that it showed us a lot about the angels. Mm. Like, I don't need to understand where it came from. I don't need to understand exactly what it's capable of. But like, show me some stuff so I have some grounding. So I think there are some consequences to what's happening in the fight. And in this one, the angels... There was so little paid to like what they were. Yeah. They were just like geometry bad guys. Yeah. So I felt it was a little esoteric, like, you know, for a show that is known for deep lore and and letting you piece things together, I felt like it didn't do very much at all to explain to us like at all what was happening. And the Avas act like very differently in this one too, especially OO. So I just felt like the rules were very up in the air. Um Looking back, uh, the the angels, I mean, they're recycled from the series, but uh, in the second rebuild movie, they're so exotic and involved and like they do so many like tricked out things. Yes. And yeah, uh, the sarcophagus uh, angel, I don't remember what it was called, but God, it was so menacing. Like it kept going through evolutions and just getting worse and worse. Yes. And now that I think about it, this opening scene, I don't even remember what the angel looked like. The only thing I remember is that it at one point turns part of its body into light and that kind of like mental attacks Asuka, Mm. which seemed like it was just a little fan service towards like, remember in the show when this angel in orbit attacked her mind? Mm. 
okay. Yeah, but we also got more of that in the last rebuild movie from uh, the Bardale thing, the Mm -hmm. Unit 03. Since she was the pilot, it invading her was a lot more like a mind invasion than we saw in the series. So this angel was one of the ones from the show then? I mean, ostensibly, like, I think it it might share a name with one from the show, Mm. but it does not act like any of the ones from the show and it doesn't um or i guess it acts a little bit like the one that fuses with ray and ray self-destructs to stop it Mm -hmm. it's like a halo and then it's a string um it's a little like that because this thing keeps expanding in these like tendrils Mm -hmm. but yeah it, it is a little forgettable and what i thought was the angel at first was this 3d cross mm-hmm but that turns out to just be what they're looking for. They like want to kill the angel so that they can get that. And that is Shinji, right? And presumably O1 is inside of it too. Yeah. So why is it in orbit? Well, see, this is the thing. Like we have this gap, like the way the last movie ended, instrumentality was kicking off. You know, Shinji reaches into the underworld and gets Ray or maybe maybe ray <laughs> but there's a giant ray <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it was very confusing and i guess i have mixed feelings because like i do like that we just jump we don't start from that moment and we find out later we're starting like several years after that moment we're just about as far as can be from that and i guess the other so here's my first question so okay. Ko- kawaru is watching all this yes why like what is his status like what do we make of this person Again, like, and I understand that this is part of the format of the movie is that with uh, Kaoru, we were all excited to meet him, his new form in at the end of 222. And now, like, I have no idea what's going on with him because he was descending in an Ava the last time we saw him. And now he's not in that Ava again. So I'm like, is this even the same guy? What is happening? So a lot of deep end diving, which is fine. Like, mm-hmm. and some people really fucking like that to just be disorienting, disoriented <laughs> at the beginning of a film. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like the, um, like comparing them to like the, the, the angels at like the end of Evangelion, the angels seemed more strong at the end of Evangelion. Whereas mm-hmm. like in this one, they don't seem like they're as powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, so with this destroying an angel is just another day at the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it kind of felt like, which I mean, is fine. I guess that's part of this movie is like, we have to have angels, whatever that means. But but <laughs> we're trying to move past that. That's not yeah. the point of this story anymore. Yeah. So the opening is characterized by disorientation and we get to see Shinji and Shinji is disoriented. <laughs> Oh, okay. So maybe that's maybe you're right. Yeah. I felt Shinji's frustration because I wanted answers. I'm watching this movie and I want answers. Okay. And no one's giving Shinji any fucking answers. <laughs> so we go to like the uh, bridge of the battleship, I guess. Yeah. And everybody's got cool new haircuts. Yeah. Shinji's got the slave collar. Uh, Misato looks like uh, an interesting blend of like either Captain Harlock or uh, yeah, there was a, a character from Gurren Lagan, but it's escaping me right now. Mm. But then, you know, because of my personal bias, I also thought of uh, Zero Two's dress uniform from Darling in the Franks. 
Mm, totally. Uh, that hadn't come out yet, right? This predates it? Yeah, Franks came out in between uh, the third and fourth movies. So here we are. Uh, some familiar faces, but yes, altered, and then like some totally new people as well. Alex, you made the comment that they kind of look like the Matrix right. ship crew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I totally got that vibe myself. I don't remember the character's name, but she's like especially dolled up. She just looked like kind of one of these modern anime heartthrobs that that I've been seeing in a lot of shows lately. Mm, uh, And she especially seems out of place, right? Yeah, that's why it jumped out at me. I was like, oh, this looks like the character from Copcraft, Doug and Carrill, Bunny and Tiger, like all these other shows like that. Mm. And my favorite of the new designs, though, is Ritsuko, because Ritsuko has like almost shaved head oh yeah uh, she, she yeah. reminds me of pearl from steven universe mm-hmm. in this getup <laughs> and she like misato they both seem like very tired mm-hmm. and now we quickly learn that they are in charge now just the two of them mm-hmm. we are not uh with gendo anymore yeah that's interesting i want to know what's going on there yeah so ritsuko verifies that like there's a kill switch in shinji's choker just to let us the audience know in case we were wondering yes if if he doesn't do what they say he dies then it shows us like that this uh big ship we're on is part of a more conventional convoy so like it's a giant mother airship maybe but then we have all of these like aircraft carriers and all these support vessels that are surrounding it potentially getting it ready for its first flight is that the vibe you get um i don't know if there's a note in here about this but like i kept thinking about uh like pacific rim you know like there's this the shatter dome is like the support system for the jaegers that go out and i was like oh this is like a floating shatter dome yes absolutely very much like that yeah, like it's like misato specifically was giving me like striker vibes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god had that come out oh god when did pacific rim come out? yeah I, it had to have I haven't seen Pacific Rim, so I don't oh. know. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah, but this whole thing is like to support the launch of, it looks like it's to support the launch of Ava's. And then when they get attacked by this, I guess it's another angel. Um, it's another geometry monster that like creates a perimeter and then puts up a field. And it looks like the field is going to crush them or incinerate them as it comes in. And so Masato... He's like, okay, well, it looks like we're going to die, so activate the engine. <laughs> and it seemed very much like uh, maybe Captain Harlock or like uh, Macross, like when they activate the oh yeah the drive for the first time mm-hmm. and it like creates this bubble of all the stuff that was around it because some of the battleships start floating along with it, mm. which I thought was very bizarre. Yeah. There's a lot of next level science going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As they take off, I think O2. Oh, that's right. Asuka needs to be the ignition system because I guess they don't have a spark plug big enough to start this thing. So (laughs) she runs down and like spears a seal and makes it melt. And that's what starts up the engine. Uh, But like O2 instead of remember in the series when she does the volcano dive and she has like the old timey uh diving suit yeah. thing mm-hmm. yeah. like that except it was cute because it was just like a life jacket i loved it it was delightful <laughs> yeah that was nice so is this the scene where um 
the bridge crew, like when they're going into battle, like their seats go up and then they all get the 360 view. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it when the engine finally activates, I think that's what happens. And you're like, yeah. wait, is this an Ava? What's happening? Yeah, see, that's where I was going. Because <laughs> uh, you, you see that in anime, like in the cockpit of like Gundams and stuff like that. And like now the whole bridge crew is like, yeah, why not? But I guess there's a, a bit of a reveal about that coming up here soon, right? Mm-hmm. So Shinji wants to help. And this is very different than, you know, Shinji has been enthusiastic about getting into Ava at certain points. But like for most of the rebuilds and especially like End of Evangelion before this, this is a total change of, of tune for Shinji, right? Yeah. And of course, because he has changed his mind, the story must change its mind about wanting him to be inside the Ava or not. Because Misato's like, no, you can't get inside O1 and help. Because, oh, that's the reveal, right? Because O1 is not available to you. It is the engine of the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, what have they done? They Frankensteined an Ava, right? They Frankensteined an, an Ava as the core of this giant ship, right? So the giant ship is, like, they call it even, like, I can't remember if it was the name of it, but someone says something about deicide, so like the ship is the God killer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the, I did like this thematically or metaphorically because O1, which is a symbol of the original Ava series, right? Is the drive for our new invention. Mm. And, but in it being like the power source, it's also like encased and put away, which tracks with this whole like you cannot redo like mm. you you can do new things but it's all people just want to see oh one again people just want to see this again like there's definitely some yeah. of that commentary here yeah. so that's an interesting implication if like if there's a divide now between masato and gendo mm -hmm. unit one is yui mm -hmm. oh and masato has her masato has cool. yui and I like it has yui it's her ship <laughs> yeah it's kind of fucked up yeah okay so uh when the thing finally takes off it does this it has this like halo effect under it which reminded me of the um the battle academy zero see either of you ever play final fantasy 8 uh I, I played nine okay so the you start off the game as a student at this battle academy and then like a third of the way through the game the first major vehicle you get is the battle academy <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> the nice. whole like compound lifts off the air and you <laughs> just pilot it slowly <laughs> and we see like it is very cinematic it is a big set piece we see this thing come uh, activate and then it does a very grandiose like I think it goes up and then comes down and then like attaches itself to the pieces of the angel and then swings them all into each other. Mm -hmm. Is that what happens? If, am I remembering that right? Yeah. And uh, okay. like the energy is like disintegrating battleships and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the fucking most of the fleet is gone. Yeah. Some of them are floating. We don't know why those ones are able to float. And the whole time Shinji's still yelling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's when Ritsuko tells Shinji that O1 is the engine of the ship. Ritsuko is our like exposition engine in this movie. She keeps explaining things to people and we're like, well, you are the science officer. So, okay, I'll, I'll let you talk. Mm -hmm. And then in 
like a hospital room, he meets Sakura Suzuhara, mm-hmm. which is Oji's little sister, who we saw on camera for the first time, uh, I think in the last film. Yes. And so this is the first time she has like a speaking role and she's much older than Shinji, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, what's going on? Is there some strange passage of time? Mm-hmm. Where's Toji? Yeah, poor <laughs> yeah. Toji. <laughs> Yeah, so he talks to he he realizes the the time gap because of uh, Suzuhara, and then Asuka comes in and sees him for the first time. And Asuka has like super strength; she like cracks this. It looked like bulletproof glass, yeah. And it is not the same Asuka we are uh, accustomed to. I thought maybe like she's got the eye patch. Mm-hmm. Nothing led me to believe that would happen in uh, the last one two two two. But that is what happens to her in End of Evangelion. Right. I wondered if maybe like are different people from different uh, realities or different movies, right? Yeah, like, like different, uh, <laughs> different timelines and stuff. Exactly. So like this, this may be the Asuka who who fought off the mass produced angels. And then at the end of her, uh, whatever, this like confluence of um, realities or the of, of third impacts, like maybe now she's in this universe now. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if, I, if it's fair to draw too many parallels, but I'm just thinking out loud here. The end of 222 instrumentality is kicking off and then this is i can't remember 14 years later yes and um what we saw in the series and the end of evangelion movies we got a real intimate look at instrumentality and like you know the dazzling fight scene with the mass production models and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then shinji Mm -hmm. and asuka come back at the end it's like did anything like that happen in those 14 years like after shinji starts his thing does Asuka get revived out of her, like, you know, because that's what happened in End of Evangelion. Asuka was in a coma. She was in a hospital mm-hmm. bed and gets pulled out, stuck into her Ava, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then loses the eye and then is like really pissed off at Shinji. So maybe something like that happened. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. And then Shinji got put into cold storage or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at any rate, she does not give any fucks about Shinji, like, would be content with him dying again. I guess it, it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other weird thing is her age because yes. everyone seems much older, but Asuka does not. And he asks her like, wait, what's going on? And all she says is the curse of the Ava, which I thought was another meta joke. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell new stories, but your main characters, they have to stay the same. They can't mm-hmm. really age. It's like fucking okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, right? Like mm-hmm. you can you can tell new stories, but Goku has to be the one who wins the day in the end. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe people will stop buying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what is feeding my theory about what these rebuild movies are about. Because mm. you know the Ava the the series uh, was very meta. You know, it's all about Otto's journey, and uh, you know. Uh, it does seem like there's a lot of creators that just suffer from this. They get known for one thing and they're not able to move on from it. Like people just keep asking for the same thing. Totally. Just look at uh, what's a, what's his name? Um, God damn it. He's the big George Lucas. Yes. 
After he made Star Wars, that was it. No one ever wanted to hear another peep from him about any other ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's like with any band either, like any like one hit wonder band. <laughs> <laughs> Play like, Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We're all on the same page. I love it. Yeah. And speaking of music, uh, this tape player has survived into this new reality or, or MP3 player, whatever the little mm-hmm. music device is, right? Uh, oh, and Asuka. Okay, someone calls uh, Misato Captain, which I assumed like, okay, she's captaining this ship. But then yeah. Asuka refers to her as Colonel, and she was a Colonel in the series <clears throat> and is the Colonel at the end of end of Evangelion. Interesting. I don't know anything about ranks, so I'm not sure which is higher. <laughs> uh, colonels are higher than captains. Okay. Um, but in at the start of Evangelion, I think she is a major. And then she is promoted to Colonel in the course of the show. Anytime I hear Major, I just think of Ghost in a Shell. I just watched live action of that too recently. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why did I do this to myself? It's like Anne oh flux God. all over again. Yeah. And they tried to put the storyline of the first and second Ghost in the Shell movies in it. You're like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, like, you shouldn't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a bad idea. <laughs> Okay, so there's another attack, right? But this time it's not an angel. Well, it is, and it isn't. It's an Ava. It's yeah. OO. Mm-hmm. And now OO can like fly, and OO can do all sorts of things it couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. There are no rules for OO anymore. Mm-mm. Mari, and this is our first time we see Mari like really engage because before she was just doing sniper fire. Mm-hmm. With her like first shot, she blows the head off of OO. <laughs> is this like a zombie OO? Because Ray, we'll meet later, is very a shell of the Ray we thought we knew. And so I thought maybe that was aesthetically, they didn't want it, OO to just come in with no head. But if they got rid of it immediately, mm-hmm. it would symbolize like this is not the same thing you were looking at before. Yeah. Yeah. So. This again feeds into like my my meta theory. I just I don't have a lot to go on, but I feel like Mari is like an extension of Anno or some aspect of Anno because mm. here's Evangelion and Mari, you know, is like that sort of the thing that's injected into our story like so mm-hmm. awkwardly and she literally blows the head off of Evangelion and it doesn't die. It doesn't stop. It doesn't even slow down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not only does it not slow down, but so so Ray is here or OO is here to kidnap Shinji, right? It like blows a hole in the side and then it lures uh, Shinji by like Ray can like or Ayanami can like speak to uh, Shinji in his mind somehow. Mm-hmm. That's another new trick. Yeah. And when she finally gets it, like it seems like blowing its head off may have made this thing more powerful. It like morphs this big jet engine thing mm-hmm. in its back. And I'm like, what are the rules anymore? What can it do? <laughs> yeah, they kind of just gave him like free range to like just grow whatever out of anything. <laughs> yeah. And it is still very eye popping because, you know, the technology has shifted. We're using a lot of computer modeling now. Yeah, no, a lot of it is like... um cyborg ish oh how do you mean just like how like everything is like a like a biomech yes very definitely yeah so this scene kind of reminded me of uh gundam i think it was ramble rawl was trying to get uh 
Fuck, I'm losing it oh, now. Oh, yes, Sayla Moss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's trying to bust into the side of the thing, and he gets to her. Yeah. Guy, the scene really felt like that. And the first time I saw it, like I felt the tension. I was like, are they going to kill a main character here? Because <laughs> uh, everything has been so unexpected so far, like as of, you know, movie three anyway. But uh, yeah, like Shinji gets into the hand and then it, for me, the tone shifted from Gundam to Macross. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mari just had, uh, not Mari, I'm sorry. Uh, Toji's sister. What's her name? Suzuhara. Suzuhara's like really strong feelings about Shinji not getting back into an Ava again. But wouldn't she have been a child when anything relevant we knew about Shinji and well, she probably grew up with stories from Toji because mm. Toji would have told her like, OK, yeah, I knew this guy and he got in this robot and he saved the world. But Toji probably also would have told her about the time he was in the cockpit mm. and Shinji killed an angel. And he was like, it was not fun. It was not pretty. Shinji did not enjoy what he was doing. Oh, yeah. And now probably everyone on the ship has grown up with the story that the last time Shinji piloted an Ava, the third impact happened. Yeah. All right. So Ray grabs Shinji and they're off. Mm -hmm. They're gone. And Masato hesitates, does not blow his head off with the uh, the thing because Masato does not want to kill Shinji. Yeah, That's never. her adopted son slash right? yeah. kissing partner sometimes. <laughs> so all that posturing as a badass. <laughs> Fuck. What, what was the commander's name from macross oh i never remember i just remember him as russian in my head it was so obvious we should have known a booby trap of course <laughs> <laughs> global that sounds right oh, yeah god i can't believe i remembered that <laughs> anyway she still likes shinji Totally. And their new organization name is Wille or Wille, which is Will. I think it's German for Will. Hmm. Um, I, think, I think it's like Wiley. Like, Wiley? Okay. Like, uh, like Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> We're really... not with Light anymore. We're with Wiley. Masato is a really big Mega Man fan. I love yeah. it. Um, oh. But they're not Nerve. They're now against Nerve. And I like that it's like we have the soul, the nerve, and the will now. We have three oh, different organizations. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, nerve is very much like the physiology of our uh, uh, consciousness. And then the will is like the disembodied part of the conscious, or the soul is like that. And then the will is like the direction of the consciousness. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. And so even though they are now the will, she doesn't have the willpower to kill him. Uh, and it's more like she is really the heart of the show because, hmm. you know. She just doesn't want it to end. It would have been cool. A very strong choice, though. Like, she blows off Shinji's head, and you're like, well, here we are. And people were telling her to do it. Yes. Ritsuko was like, you have to right now. This is not even a choice. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we get our title card now. Yes. Evangelion, new theatrical edition, Q. All right. So here's my next question. <laughs> uh, the Q stands for quickening. I had to look this up. Because all I could think of was Highlander 2, the quickening. It's the quickening, uh, quickening McCall. <laughs> so the quickening is like the first, I guess, labor pains. I, I don't know if it's like when a 
pregnant woman is about to deliver or when she first feels no, 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 that's what it is. It's the first kick inside the womb. Mm. So like the idea that something is gestating and is growing and something is going to be born. And I'm like, is this Anno again? trying to create something new mm. uh so like is evangelion the host the mom like as a franchise or something <laughs> and maybe something new is going to come out of that mm. um the Q struck me because i know that he is a fan of uh ultraman mm. and ultraman is a technically kind of a spin-off of I think it was a show called Ultra Q. Yes. Which was more like a X-Files monster of the week. Mm-hmm. You fault like a science team instead of following the monster fighter. Um, okay. Uh, sorry. Where are we? Oh, we're so about we to did get to our fun part. Yeah, we did the title card. And for me, this is where I started to get lost. Uh, okay. is playing the piano. Yeah. Yeah, he meets Ray. He wakes up in this like this unfamiliar ceilings room, mm-hmm. the hospital, the white hospital room. Mm-hmm. But now he, it is familiar. Like finally something he remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but now Ray, he doesn't remember. He's like, Ray, oh my gosh, it's so wonderful to see you. She's like, I don't know who you are. I was just told to get you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray has not aged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess maybe this isn't the same Ray. No, she's got a nine conspicuously on her plug suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is like kind of like a throwback to like them um, being like Ray as a clone. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think it's supposed to be that this is maybe the ninth iteration of her. And it's also um, striking that, you know, she's Ava OO and nine on a um, decimal uh, scale. Nine is the other end of the scale, right? And she's yeah. also wearing a black costume now. So it's like a mirror negative image of Ray. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, the geofront, it looks like it was destroyed a long time ago. And they're just like holed up in a ruin. Yeah, it looks like the damage from the third impact mm-hmm. uh, is there, right? Mm-hmm. And specifically, I think we see some of the specific damage from the coffin angel fight, the sarcophagus angel. Mm. Okay. But he pretty quickly meets... Kauru, right? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. fucking hanging out in the geofront because why wouldn't he be? Because <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. You know, we thought he was on the moon, but well, I guess the last time we saw him, he was descending to this exact spot. So at least we found him where we left him. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Kauru gets her out. Yes. And they're going to do their piano routine. I liked it. That was fun. It was. I don't think they did this in the show, right? I mean, they did a piano thing, but like uh, Shinji's just hitting random keys and Kawaru's making it work. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, like a very good jazz pianist. Yeah. I really did like this scene. Uh, <laughs> that Gendo. We, yeah, we, get, yeah. we get to check in on Gendo. And, yeah. And, and he seems to have usurped the position of the seal head, right? Yeah. Uh, but speaking of heads... <laughs> The uh, the giant ray thing that we saw at the end of the <laughs> second movie, what what's going on? Is it in his office? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, the fuck it. is going on with this guy? I mean, that's Lilith, right? That's like the body of Lilith. Yeah. So I guess he wants it around. I don't know. He's a pervert. There has to be a better. <laughs> <laughs> he probably yeah. rubs himself against oh. it at night. It's terrible. <laughs> 
because because it reminds him of his wife. Yeah. Oh see? gosh. What if my wife put giant and a head? <laughs> and and was younger. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if I got it right, but like you know, when we've seen Lilith before, like on the crucifix or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the legs are like ripped up, and there's a bunch of like mini legs growing out of it. What? Yes. There's like a lot of red stuff around this gigantic severed head. Yes, there's a lot of imagery like that in this film. I don't know mm-hmm. if I make notes of it because it happens fast and a lot, but there's lots of images of bodies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. like, they're either like in red fluid or something. There's even like what looks like a very elaborate graveyard of Ava's. Uh, and Anno seems to be more and more fond of this imagery as he goes on, because it's the very same imagery we saw in Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, of like the Godzilla tail and all of these bodies uh, looking like they're crawling up to the top. I think we're just like on the backs of what came before us is all the imagery says to me, but it does still like it it is a nice set piece. It makes everything feel very epic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Shinji starts getting some answers at this point, right? Yes. Uh, He goes to visit Ray as soon as he has like some free time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray just lives. We thought Ray's apartment was depressing. Her tent is <laughs> rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think I saw a sleeping roll. I think she just like sits until someone gives her an order again. Like, I don't know. If she, I doubt she sleeps. Yeah, because I, I think it's like more of like a robot, like like cyborg type. Of, of like a ray whereas like it's not like having a consciousness or anything well that is a real bummer and this could be that like oh this is ray's body right this mm-hmm. is a clone yui body um, yeah but something is missing maybe hinting to us telling us that ray's soul the soul of lilith is not here mm. okay yeah, I can see that. Because uh, she does not do anything that she's not ordered to do, right? <clears throat> in yeah. fact, like we get a redo of like Shinji seeing her naked and freaking out, but this time he has to just order her to put on clothes, which is very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, again, uh, a familiar scene, and it's even like more devoid of humanity. I do like to think that maybe this... Who is our big guy on Franks again? Do you remember the name? The director. Or writer of oh, Nishigori? Nishigori. Yeah. I'd like to think that maybe Nishigori started thinking of Frank's uh, in this oh, yeah. uh, scene because she says, what does like mean? She doesn't understand that concept. No mm-hmm. one ever taught it to her. Nishigori saw this scene. He was like, what if you didn't know what love meant? <laughs> <laughs> so Kozo is still with Gendo, even after all of this. Yes. I don't know what he's getting out of that relationship. It seems very one-sided uh shinji's got to make some decisions because somebody i think kozo maybe tell and gendo tell shinji like no we do want you to get inside an an ava and he's like oh kind of cop between a rock and a hard place here (laughs) yeah it's like they told me not to (laughs) (laughs) mom told me not to though yeah (laughs) um we're gonna do it (laughs) uh and then he brings Ray some books, uh, which we will find out that she will not read because no one orders her to do it. Mm. Uh, and he sees this really pretty shot, which reminds me of Final Fantasy VII. There are flowers growing 
in these metal ruins. Mm. You're like, there's no soil there. It doesn't look like it, but tiny in the crack, like they're growing out and it's very hopeful. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, that's <laughs> how I came upon my name, Blixa. Wait, say that again. Uh, Blixa comes from a German folktale. It's uh, mm -hmm. a reference to the flower that grows out of stone. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. This is the origin of your name episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Put that in the show notes. I make okay. my official last name Q. That, that would be cool too. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's when he really goes down. And that's when we have our piano scene. It's very gay. It's very sweet. We all love to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is where the animation budget went. <laughs> yes. Okay. There are yeah. some big set pieces. There's a lot of good animation, but it's like four hands all moving in full animation with it. It, it puts like the cowboy bebop opening to shame with how fluid these hands look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they did it. I mean, it's it's not CG. Well, if it's CGI, it's really fucking good CGI. Oh, totally. Yeah, between like the animation and just like having the music match up with the animation mm -hmm. was probably pretty tough too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you said, it, it it doesn't look like it's CG, but I think this is a really good example of how they're doing 3D modeling and then drawing on top of it, which was something we covered in FLCL. Mm -hmm. That was like a new technique at the time. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So by now, it's probably industry standard, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Especially by the time like 2014. Yeah, they're probably doing that. Yeah, um, and I, I could be wrong, but I think they saved the stuff that just looks like straight CG for the angels in this to make them seem, you know, out of place, otherworldly, yeah. which, yeah. which is a yeah. strong choice. Mm -hmm. uh, make your inconsistencies work for you instead of against you. So uh, I want to address a few of these things here that we've got. Uh, Shinji is changing clothes and he's handed this shirt and it's Toji's. Yeah, and you're like, what happened to Toji? Toji? Dead? <laughs> Toji's dead? I don't know. I guess he didn't die in Bardiel. Wouldn't he die? All right, because like all we've seen of this world is like there's people that live on this floating fleet, and then there's these people hanging out in a tent <laughs> in like the <laughs> ruins of uh, the Geofront. It's like, where's the rest of humanity? Is everyone from the high school dead? So okay, okay they're probably all dead. Except for a handful, maybe. But I thought, isn't it a little convenient that it's just magically Toji's shirt? So, like, I think this is some sort of uh, uh, emotional manipulation. Like, whoever gave him the shirt, like, knew put it, it out for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, they knew it was Toji's. Like, mm, they did to keep him this. off balance, maybe. Or perhaps to make him very emotionally vulnerable so he runs into the arms of Kaoru. Well, who would have been yeah, pulling those strings? Probably Gendo. Yeah, Gendo's been like there the entire time. Because he, Gendo's new priority is to get Shinji back in the robot with Kaoru. So he could trigger trigger another impact, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, it's going to get so confusing coming up because I'm sure... <laughs> it gets fun, yeah. <laughs> I know that they planned this as a four-parter. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things feel like it's a trilogy. And so the stuff that doesn't get explained, you're like, okay, they'll, they have to get to some of it. But anyways, I'm, I'm going too fast. We, we got to get to the, yeah. End. I mean, it does make sense as Kwaru as an agent of Gendo. Cause like when we first see Kwaru in this, the film series, Kwaru calls Gendo father. 
Yes. I don't know if that happened in the series. I, I don't think so. Yeah, not I don't think ever. Okay. All right. Um, so Kaoru takes Shinji below the cloud line and shows him like stuff is bad. The like you said, everybody's probably dead. The mm -hmm. high school is dead. The most of the survivors of Earth are gone. There's no Tokyo uh, Four. Yes, exactly. We're not rebuilding. We are gearing up for our final uh, uh, fight here. Uh, and then Shinji is the vessel for humanity's sins. What does that mean? I don't know. I thought it was very pretty to write. <laughs> um, I thought was in that moment. Oh, I think like they go below the cloud line and he is in this containment suit and he is like the recipient of all of this sorrow and grief mm -hmm. for, because there's no one left. There's no one left to witness like what happened to humanity. They all already lived through it. They're all past it. Yeah. But we as an audience, we didn't fucking see it. Yeah. So we need someone to experience that. And that's that's Shinji. And and even more than in the series, I think uh, you pointed it out, um, Alicia, like he is our lens like a lot in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like when yeah, we were talking about the opening when it's like confusing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because it's like it, it shows like through his lens, like him being like frozen for 14 years, not knowing what's going on, learning as we're learning. Mm. Like every, exactly. Everything that's happening as it's happening. Okay. So Shinji now sees like the world he knew is gone, if I may. Uh, mm. One observation that I made that is also gone is a lot of this like religious uh, imagery and like terminology that was sprinkled throughout the series. Mm -hmm. uh, so our last guest was saying that it made the fandom go crazy, like trying to play detective and figure out what it all meant and that, it, you know, surprise, it meant nothing. That It was just all there for flavor. Uh, so yeah, less of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that the scenes with Kaoru are our uh, lull, are like, okay, let's give you some grounding will show you like the stakes what has happened what what the plan kind of is for the rest of the film but it is still like going coming at us very fast especially after kaoru um fixes the um what do you call it the music device so kozo kind of questions gendo he's not really on that side anymore i wonder if that's a setup for a setup for the next film and ray our R09 or our ninth ray is having visions of other ray now, okay. which is probably, you know, O1 or the soul of ray, like, or maybe Yui, you know, reaching out. Yeah, like the original. Yeah, exactly. Love the stack of books that Shinji brings to Ray. Like, he piles that shit high. Where did he get the books? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that's Shinji's power. Like Ray has all those other new superpowers, but Shinji, he got book power. <laughs> Abraka books. <laughs> and somewhere in here, it's it's no good. This relationship with Ray number nine is not <laughs> uh, uh, advancing with Shinji. Yeah. And then at some point, if his little music device it flips over to track twenty eight. Mm -hmm. In the last one, we had it finally switch from track 26 to seven because it kept repeating 25 and 26 during mm -hmm. the series. So Shinji decides he's not going to pilot the thing. Mm -hmm. But then Kaoru convinces him, right? He's like, hey, 
Uh, I can't just get rid of your collar. I don't know why, you know, magic's plotline reasons, but I can take it onto myself. So it's a very sacrificial thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't save you, but I can take your place, which should tell us immediately, like, oh, Kaoru's going to die. Yeah, that, that was my thought exactly when I saw it <laughs> happening. I was like, nope, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that does now start to feel like getting back to, like, religious... Uh, Oh yeah, context. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if Shinji is the vessel for humanity's sins, and Kwaru's taking Shinji's cross or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Kwaru explains everything. Says like, "Okay, this time we need two spears." And you're like, "I, oh, okay. I don't know. How, I don't how do you know one. this? Yeah. Yeah." <laughs> and then he says, "The only thing I do is think about you." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah that is quite a thing to say to someone that you <laughs> technically met a couple of days ago yeah <laughs> but uh shinji is you know very alone right now very lost he seems to be the only one from his own world or time or whatever right now mm -hmm. so that might be a very intoxicating thing for him to hear and the next thing I wrote was, this is a ripoff of Pacific Rim. So I assume this is when he says, yes, I will get in the Gundam with you. Uh, we will pilot it together. Thank you very much. Hmm. This is when we come up to our action, our final action piece. Um, the two of them get into, is it unit 13? Yeah. Which I thought was... They in the last one they talked about a covenant with Lilith and having to defeat thirteen angels. That was something in the Dead Sea Scrolls, mm -hmm. and so I didn't understand yeah. why this was model thirteen, except maybe that it was like this Ava is the final angel. Yeah, this is the final one that's supposed to bring on like probably like the final impact or whatever. Hmm. Uh, so they go down. It looks very much like a souped up zero one. Uh, it's very purple. It has kind of the same face. Except it has like four arms, I think, right? Yes, which is yeah. a cool thing where they like unlock themselves from uh, the chest later. Yeah, uh, I think when it tries to grip the um... the spears. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And along with them, they have an escort, and it's Ray Ray Nine in the headless OO, and it has this giant fucking scythe. So like she is the specter of death. I loved it as a, <laughs> a, a an aesthetic choice, at least. Yeah. yeah. So where they're going right now, this parallels from the series, like where Lilith was being kept, right? Mm -hmm. They're going down into uh, where I think the third impact happened in two point two two into Terminal Dogma. Okay. Uh, and we see that we didn't get to see it, but something happened with mark six the ava that kauru descended to earth in at the end of 2.22 and it is somehow fused with or part of the lilith corpse like kauru knows what happened he was there but he's not keying us into the specifics of the third impact so maybe there it's just injecting a little bit of mystery back into so kauru's not entirely cool right <laughs> like if he knows things Shouldn't he tell Shinji? Yes. Yeah, but he only tells him like what he wants to tell him and what he feels like he needs to know, mm -hmm. which is like kind of like a gatekeeping thing. Ooh. 
That's not a consenting relationship. Yeah, but Shinji. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that line, all I do is think about you, is now very love bomby. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kaoru a- directly may be the manipulative one here. Hmm. Yeah, it was probably ordered by Gendo. So Asuka and Mari show up yep. almost magically. You're like, how the fuck did they get? Okay, all right, that's fine. They're giant <laughs> robots, they showed up. And we get a pretty stellar fight. Yeah. It's very cool. Asuka takes on Shinra, uh, uh, Shinji and Kaoru. And then uh, uh, Mari kind of keeps Ray busy. Uh, and wants another shot at killing the OO Ava. Because she's like, I fucking blew off your head. Like, that yeah, yeah, like what are you doing? <laughs> That's cheating. I don't know why I just remembered this. Um, like when I see Mari and Asuka together... It is very interesting because in the last movie, Mari and Asuka were the two that went into like beast mode or went berserk. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it wasn't like they lost control. They like chose it. Uh, in this one, she uh, Asuka does it. We haven't seen Asuka do it before. Oh, okay. I'm getting them mixed up then. So Mari's the first one to do it. And yeah. now Asuka apparently can also do it, which means it may not be a pilot specific thing it may be a unit o2 specific thing oh yeah mari was in o2 yeah because yeah. we know that uh o2's construction you know to go back to the lore and not the symbolism for a second yeah. we know that o2's construction is unique compared to o1 and oo like the when it goes beast mode teal control rods yeah kind of eggs out of its back uh which you know Presumably the other Avas do not have that capability. Yeah. And like, I really like O2 uh, yeah, in its design. Yeah. I love the four eyes. Uh, it made the Lance of Longinus cool because Lance of Longinus always had two tips, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what is that ever going to do? And then she gets stabbed <laughs> in the eye. But yeah. you're like, oh, it finally is cool. <laughs> uh, so some strange stuff happens here. Kwaru is looking at the spears and it's like, he says it's not right. And he's trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Asuka's battery fails and they kind of just leave her. And yeah, uh, Kaoru, Kaoru's like, these aren't the droids we're looking for. And yeah. Shinji's like, what, what do you mean? They're spears. There's two of them. They're in front of us. What are you talking about? And this is what you said that we're looking for. And they're right here where you said they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It seems like you're changing the goalposts on me here, buddy. <laughs> so, and then we have no indication about what's going on in Kawaru's head. Nope. Uh, but Kawaru's indecisiveness, or I guess hesitation, mm-hmm. uh, spurs Shinji to act. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, there's fighting going on. No one is telling me what to do anymore. So I guess it's time for me to make a decision. And the only thing I can think to do is to fucking take these spears. Mm. So while Kawaru's is contemplating it all, Shinji just takes control of the entire robot, unfurls the extra arms. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, loved Goro in Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. Yeah. So now forever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anything with extra arms. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, and this is when I first... Uh, uh, realized that the new plug suits that Shinji and Kaoru have, they look like angels. 
they look like Sakael, the first angel. Like they have a oh, what well, looks like an S two drive right okay. in their chest, yeah. and they have like two little rib things like uh, uh, Sakael had yeah, going up right. to his S two drive. So I don't know if that was just an aesthetic choice or if they were trying to call back to it. Yeah, like this is angel technology. So like Gendo is just all in, no reservations about. Yeah, because we have this confusing stuff. We have these angel attacks, these geometry monsters, but they seem to be on Gendo's side. Uh, and we have Ava 13, which we don't know why it's named that, but I assume it has a purpose. And so it may just be like, no, Gendo and the angels are now on the same side. Mm. You know, God and the angels are now in alignment again. So they do take out the two spears and that opens up the floodgates. Lilith is like, I cannot hold a form anymore. Time to be blood everywhere. And then it says Mark six is the 12th angel. I didn't understand that. I feel feel like that was a confusing scene. And maybe I got something wrong there. (laughs) But then it says there is another blue pattern for the 13th angel. I'm like, I guess is it Kauru inside of 13? So I was not getting what was the blue signature, blue pattern. Mm. Uh, It was almost cute because I was like, oh yeah, blue patterns and orange patterns. We used to talk about that in the show. (laughs) Oh, wait a second. I just had this like speculation, but I don't know if it's right. So Gendo, Gendo clones his wife, Yui, but also does it over and over again to make multiple rays. If he has no moral reservations anymore, like why wouldn't he just keep doing that if Shinji was somehow important to his plans? And I'm just thinking back now on like, we don't really know how the second movie ended. We just, mm-hmm. we just have this mysterious thing floating in space and there's like a Shinji in it. And like, is this oh? actually the Shinji that we know? Okay. Or is it an angel clone? Just like how the blue signature, right? Oh, okay. And they okay. don't explain yeah. it. Is fucking Shinji like some new like <laughs> angel clone thing? Okay. We didn't really get a lot of explanation about that cold open. Like the assumption is there's an angel attack and they're just going to go kill the ne- next angel. But what yes. if that angel was guarding that sort of like monolith thing that was in orbit? Yes. And that they needed to kill the thing that was guarding the Shinji clone. They needed to get the Shinji clone away from Gendo. And then that sort of makes sense more like when Ray shows up, busts a hole in Masato's flagship. It's a pretty big gambit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe it's like a giant red herring because Shinji is our lens so much. We don't question Shinji. Yeah. Fuck. Very much like uh, uh, the thing, right? Like watching McCready and being like, yeah, McCready's like the good guy. You trust him. And you're like, is he? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What if Shinji died? And this is not the real Shinji. Oh, well. All right. What happens next? (laughs) Um, We're nearing our end. Misato and the god killer the deicide ship mm-hmm. they come in like a bat out of hell mari and asuka i felt really solidified like i think they're like a buddy comedy movie now mm. if they did a spin-off i would watch mari and asuka <laughs> hell yeah uh, and i did not like the design of mari's ava uh especially the fact that they didn't tell us anything about it um it seemed just like there were ava new ava designs just popping off everywhere now 
But by the end of the film, I it kind of got me. Like it had a little pistol. It's pink. It's very cute, and it had this weird bug eye, like five eyes. It did ingratiate itself to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and it's like very like special ops. Oh uh, yeah, that tracks. And that's when Asuka. She's already lost power, but then she goes like beast mode, which we assume is, you know, uh, unlimited power or until the pilot exhausts itself or something. And she just like tears zero zero apart with nine inside of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like eats pieces of it. Mm-hmm. And then we go back inside of Ava 13's cockpit and Kauru is like, OK, it's time to die now. Mm hmm. <laughs> Why did it activate now? I was very confused about that. But Kaoru dies, and it is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was just going to be an explosion. It's like, at first, you're like, it won't be that bad. And it's like... (laughs) Yes. You're like, cool. I feel like Shinji. I feel like that just happened next to me. This is very bad. Yeah. That definitely um, puts, like, the rails on uh, for what's going on and, like, the next one coming up, too. Yeah. Like, with him dealing with the trauma. Yeah. So... This also makes sense to me now, like switching the collars again, like if Gendo needs Shinji to perform a critical task and Shinji shares Gendo's genes, Kawaru maybe shares Gendo's genes. Like maybe Kawaru is like another kind of weird clone amalgam. Uh, And maybe these collars are like genetically keyed. Like, so Kawaru was the only one Mm. that could take it from Shinji. That's a very interesting thing because I'd never thought about that because we know Ray, we know where the parts of Ray come from. Mm -hmm. Genetically, she's Yui. Mm -hmm. And then the soul is supposedly Lilith. Mm -hmm. Kaoru, we know that his soul is supposedly Adam's. But we have no idea who he's a clone of. It's got to be Gendo. It's got to be Gendo. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. And only Gendo would be so fucked up and weird and creepy about that. Okay. So Mari tries to talk to Shinji, but it looks like we are in another endgame state and kind of the momentum is too much. Shinji has already grabbed these uh, uh, spears Mm -hmm. and it's too much. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember that Gendo is kind of, he seems happy about the outcome, what's happening. And Ritsuko and Misato in the uh, ship, they retreat, maybe. And Ritsuko is like urging Misato to be like, we can fight another day, maybe. Let's call this a win. I I didn't really understand what the rationale was for that, because it Mm -hmm. seemed like this was not a win. Like the thing they didn't want to happen happened. Yeah. Yeah, but they they know it's not like the final step of what he's trying to do. Like he got to the next point that he needs to get to, but we can't let him finish. Right. Okay. Lose the battle, win the war. That makes sense. So Shinji's plug, I can't remember. Does it eject or is unit 13 just like vaporized? I don't recall. I, I just remember like yeah, I the, don't remember. the capsule was like on the ground, right? Okay. Yeah. So we assume Shinji's plug ejects somehow. And then Ray and Asuka somehow find the plug, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a repetition because we have all these things where like, you know, Gendo gets Ray out of the plug and then Shinji gets Ray out of the plug. And now Ray and Asuka are getting Shinji out of the plug. Mm-hmm. Our trio is back together, our like original three pilots. But I, I have no idea what their direction is. I do not know what they're going to try to do or even how they feel about each other in this like very lost state. Mm-hmm. But 
the DAT player is discarded. Okay. Uh, so that feels like our main characters are moving on. Okay. And maybe this is like another meta thing. Yeah, I feel like that uh, it definitely leaves like more more questions and answers at the end. Mm-hmm. And that does kind of track with our subtitle here, right? You cannot redo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like what's done is done and all you can do is move on. Yeah, because there has been a theme, especially in the meta commentary in this one in particular, but in all three of these rebuild films of an inability to move on, right? These things are happening over again. Ano cannot, we've discussed this to death almost like, Ano can't do something else. People yeah. just want Ava over and over and over. Um, and yeah. it may not even be like the fans, the people, it may just be like the market. That's what people will mm-hmm. buy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where he's like trying to like put the direction to of like, there can be other things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the same thing over and over again. Uh, and maybe he's trying to open people up to bigger possibilities, you know, before it was only angels and Ava's. Well, now we have a God killer, you know, airship. Like that's a new thing. We never thought about that before. Okay. So what do we think of this ending? Does anybody have some wrap ups, some final thoughts on this? I'm happy. I'm enjoying the ride. I mean, I think I I would have been disappointed if this was just the series again. You know, like a lot of shows, they'll do like an abridged like series of movies. When I first heard about these movies, that was just my assumption that it was just going to be packaged like this, but with like updated animation. This is more, more interesting to me. Yeah, same for me too. Like with the with like the first one, I was a little disappointed with, mm-hmm. like just because like it felt like one of those like rehashes mm-hmm. of, of like just the series. But then like at the end, when I saw that like Haru was like on the moon, I was like, "Ooh, that's something different." So like it made me excited for the second mo- second one because I knew it was going to be something different. I wasn't going to be spoon fed the same stuff. Uh- <laughs> I really hated the names of the films when I had not watched any of them, but it is a little clever and subtle. You know, the first one is called Mm 1.11. So it's like, it's 11% different than what had come before. (laughs) And then (laughs) 2.22 is much more different. And then 3.33 is like, oh, this is quite different. Like Mm. we are going (laughs) off the rails here. And then like the other one like wraps it all up pretty pretty uh completely yeah i'm really looking forward to that one um okay so i i hated the angels in this i hated all of the angel talk i don't hate it as much now that we've had this discussion that maybe shinji's an angel maybe there's something there's a little cleverness happening right that's not immediately apparent it hasn't been explained but as far as like the angel designs the few that we saw in here and the like Angel included action pieces like Lilith and like, I wasn't really into it. They didn't seem symbolic at all. Granted, I've only watched it once. I wasn't like checking it with a fine tooth comb. I was making this outline, but I thought that was probably the weakest choice that they made in this film. Uh, In a film where they actually have some really strong choices, like the piano scene. Holy crap. When it came up, oh gosh, I'm watching a different show. What is happening? And then they started animating four hands and I was like, just kidding. I love this. This is the best scene in the film. Yeah, Yeah, I love that scene. Uh, I guess I'll agree. Like just that the angels weren't memorable. Like I'm sitting here and I just can't even recall what they looked like. But I'm glad I had that speculation about Shinji being 
the next angel because like that really changes how I see this installment now. And I really kind of want to go back and watch it again, like with that idea in mind that these giant mechanized creatures are not the actual thing, that it's Shinji and Kwaru and Rei. Yeah, and then like um the whole series, the angels feel like these like big like special beings, but then like when you're getting to the to the rebuilds and near the end of the rebuilds, that's all they are. It's like not memorable angels anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's me I don't think it's a strong choice, but maybe that is like the point that they're trying to Ano is trying to hammer home because uh, that they're not as important as you. Viewer. Yes, and they and it is in stark contrast to the previous two films, where each of the action climaxes had an exquisitely rendered angel, like Ramael uh, with the yeah. big beams was leagues ahead of uh, like or over the top compared to its um, uh, the original uh, yeah. exactly, which was more of just like a diamond, and then mm -hmm. uh, the sarcophagus one. Like the animation on that, the brutality was turned up a level from the series. Yeah, yeah, and now, definitely. like you said, like the angels, nope, they are now a part of the background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I'm sold. You turned me around. All right. So Alicia, some questions for you. If so, if the listeners have been enjoying uh, these Evangelion rebuild movies, what's something that you might recommend that they might also enjoy? Uh, I would say Trigon. Trigon's pretty good. A nice like compare contrast of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like more more of a Western type of anime, but it has like some of its like own deep thinking to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've only seen Trigon once, but like, isn't that one of those shows that like it goes really cosmic near the end? Yeah, a little bit. Ooh, and that has the um that has like a side character who has like a cross that is a bunch of guns. Yeah. Is that right? Oh yeah, Wolfgang. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, he's fun. And uh, he's always smoking cigarettes. <laughs> oh god i miss cigarettes those things are great. <laughs> just kidding don't smoke <laughs> and uh if our listeners want more alicia in their lives how do they find you i'm typically on facebook um at a q underscore fox and twitch tv a q underscore fox all right. Okay, cool. Do you do Twitch streaming? Yeah, I play a bunch of games. <laughs> I do a, I do a sorted. Like I don't really like play one specific game. I'm just like, I feel like playing this today, so I'll do that game. <laughs> do you have a favorite video game of all time? Uh of all time. That's a big I question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I typically go with Skies of Arcadia when I'm asked. Which uh, has a soundtrack on vinyl, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, and, uh, me and my partner found the, um, the, the vinyl soundtrack at a record shop in Philly. I feel like it was uh, ahead of its time. Okay, cool. Here we go. Pen. Pen. Pals. Quickening. Quickening. Love <laughs> right, cool. Thank you so much. <laughs>